three quarters down, one quarter to go. It's October 1st, 2020, and we have three months left to go in this never-ending year. For now, it's the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast newsletter for today. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's show is brought to you by the generosity of supporters who have made a monthly contribution through Patreon or signed up for a paid subscription through Substack. Thank you for supporting community journalism and the launch of this new venture. Now, on with the information. There are another 450 new cases of COVID-19 reported by the Virginia Department of Health this morning. That's the lowest number since July 6th, when 354 cases were reported. However, the seven-day average for new daily cases is 747. The statewide seven-day average for positive PCR tests remains at 4.5% today. In the Thomas Jefferson Health District, there are another 46 cases, bringing the seven-day average for new cases to 42. That's another 28 cases in Charlottesville and 15 in Albemarle. Charlottesville's seven-day average for new daily cases is 22, while that figure for Albemarle is 15. The district's seven-day average for positive PCR tests is also at 4.5% today. The University of Virginia reported another 45 cases yesterday, with 42 of them students. The official COVID-19 tracker lists 224 active cases at UVA, with 214 cases of those students. The number of people in isolation rooms has dropped to 5%, and the number of quarantine rooms remains steady at 29%. Some of those quarantine rooms are in local hotels, as reported by Ragda Laban and Ava McBlain in the Cavalier Daily yesterday, in a story about what life has been like for the students in residence halls where outbreaks have occurred. The Cavalier Daily also has a story today by Sierra Martin about how coursework and examinations are changing during an academic term in which only one quarter of classes have an in-person component. Last week, UVA President Jim Ryan imposed a five-person limit on student gatherings on and off grounds to help slow the spread of COVID. If cases were to become less manageable at UVA, there is another level of further mitigation that could be triggered. The in-house publication UVA Today has a question-and-answer session with officials about the short-term restricted operations that would include ending in-person classes. Charlottesville City Council has reiterated a desire to remove the Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea statue from the intersection of West Main Street. The topic came up during a work session on the future of a road improvement project for the street, which has seen construction of at least seven multi-story buildings in the past 10 years. The statue is within the first phase of the project, which runs from Ridge Street to 6th Street Northwest and has a cost estimate of $17 million. That's the result of an urban design study that began in 2013 and was approved by City Council in March of 2016. The work will involve removing the slip lane that allows vehicles to travel south onto Ridge Street. A public park would be put there instead. Council discussed how to move forward with removing the statue and directed staff to proceed with cost reductions for the overall project through a value engineering study. Here's City Councilor Lloyd Snook. And being one of the newbies, I was not around during any previous discussion, but part of what I want this project to do is to connect the university to downtown at a bike and pedestrian level in a a way that is inviting 
that uh, causes people to say, oh, that's an easy walk or that's an easy bike ride or something like that. I'll have a longer story and podcast about this available for paid subscribers sometime in the next day or two. This weekend, Charlottesville Public Works crews will begin using street sweepers to clean selected roadways in Albemarle County's growth area. This is a pilot program where the county is paying to use city resources in order to avoid having to purchase their own machines. A quick web search reveals that the cost of a used 2016 model is $170,000. According to an email from the county's director of facilities and environmental services, the work this weekend will attempt to sweep the John Warner Parkway, Rio Road East and West, Hydraulic Road, Georgetown Road, and Barracks Road. According to Lance Stewart, those roads are the longest of the three work areas that the county is proposing. The pilot program is intended to see how fast the work can be completed in a single weekend. In addition to making bike lanes safer, street sweeping helps remove sediment and debris that would otherwise enter into the watershed as pollutants. They are considered one of several dozen best management practices in the long-going quest to improve water quality in the Chesapeake Bay. This weekend, the Jefferson-Madison Regional Library will add Sunday hours back at the Central Branch downtown. However, the library doors will remain closed, and items will be circulated through curbside pickup. The goal of opening from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. is to give additional opportunities for those who are unable to get there during the week or on Sunday. According to the system's director, David Plunkett, this is the only Sunday service in the library system and a crucial piece of customer service for working families. In meetings today, the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission's Board of Directors meets at 7 p.m. with two items related to pandemic relief. That includes a vote on an agreement with the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development and an update on the Rental and Mortgage Relief Program administered by the TJPDC. As of September 22nd, the program had received about two-thirds of a million dollars in funds and distributed 565000 in relief. You can see some of the geographical breakdowns in the newsletter online. You can also find out how Tuesday's presidential debate may have affected predictions about the outcome. The Center for Politics at the University of Virginia will take another gaze into Larry Sabato's crystal ball at 2 p.m., in an event that can be watched live on the Center's YouTube channel. And that's it for another installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and I really do appreciate that you have either, that well, that you've listened to this, that you've gotten to this point of the audio. Thank you. Please try to send this along to a friend if you can, and make sure that people know about this service. I'm hoping to produce it for as long as I can, and that's going to take support. So if you would like to support the program, please consider a donation through Patreon for general government research service, or you can subscribe through Substack. If you're a commercial business, you can also contact me about potential sponsorship. I'm not quite there to get to that point yet, but soon, one day, and all of that. Stay safe out there, and I'll be back tomorrow 